welcome to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I'm your host and intuitive biz bestie, Shannon Stewart. This is a podcast for spiritually ambitious women who are ready to balance out the hustle and flow in their life, grow and scale their business, and start choosing themselves so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm a lover of wine, the moon, and having good soul conversations. If you're ready to create an impact in this world, be inspired, and connect with other amazing women doing incredible things, then you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I'm your host and intuitive business bestie, Shannon Stewart, and you are going to love today's guest. She is an inspirational woman, always sparking the fire of new venture. Some of the current ways to describe her are intuitive coach, business owner, retreat leader, psychic medium, Lululemon ambassador, and a mama. And for her, it all boils down to being of service to others on this human journey. I am super excited to dive in. Welcome, Christine. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Um, so I'd like to start the podcast episodes with some fun little questions. So the first one I have for you is what is your daily ritual? Mm, I love that. Okay. My daily ritual, my daily ritual changes. So I don't know if that defeats the purpose of the question, but <laughs> sorry about my dog pot roast in the back. <laughs> might not be edited out anyways he might make some appearances <laughs> um he thinks the podcast is about him allegedly anyways um okay my daily ritual if i if i could expand it out i my daily ritual is always doing something that lights me up mm. so it that will shift every day so some days i sort of check in with myself what in this moment will serve me and some days it's a workout some days it's meditation. Some days it's journaling. Um, some days it's walking by the ocean or in the forest. So I don't have a set like every single day I do these things. Um, but I do have a ritual of taking like radical self-care, like really, really doing a good job. So I've created my day um, in a way that works for me, meaning I don't coach until the afternoons and because my mornings are really sacred. So I I'm in my masculine energy where I will create a safe time to have a ritual, but that ritual will literally evolve and flow every single day, depending on what mm. is lighting me up or what's calling me that day. So mm. hope that. <laughs> yeah. So what was today's ritual? Today, I actually went and saw my coach in the morning. So I had a workout this morning. Um, a ritual is coffee. Actually, I, I'm like really big on the coffee. There's something about just like, oh, yeah. so good. So I have... Um, my ritualistic coffee. And then I went and saw my coach today. And then I actually have a ritual on Tuesdays. This is actually the only day that I actually have a, a pretty traditional ritual. I go to a 7am uh, workout class at my studio. I get a coffee at JJ Bean. I go to see my coach. Um, and then I go to Granville Island and I will go and get myself a scone because I'm obsessed with scones. And I will get myself a like a ginger um, cayenne chai tea. And then I'll walk around Granville Island. And I'll just like walk and, mm. you know, take myself for a little walk. I'm, it's really, I'm really in my senses. Like it's really like a time mm. to fill up and just like slowly move and enjoy that. And then I usually come back and coach in the afternoon. So it's like a really beautiful, it's sort of like my set. Today's actually the one day I do have a ritual, I guess. <laughs> I love that. that sounds lovely. Just walking around. I love Granville Island. It's so nice. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and it is. Lots so of sense of light, so. Do you trade off your days with your husband on who takes care of your daughter or who's taking her somewhere? 
Exactly. Yes. So we have set it up so that there's um, certain mornings I take her to daycare and then there's um, certain days that he does that for me so that we can both have sort of that set time where we can take care of ourselves. And yeah, we do sort of a trade off where I'll drop her off some mornings, he drops her off some. So we have freedom to do what we want in those mornings. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And what is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> scones. Scones, <laughs> scones and Shark Week. Um, <laughs> I love scones. Like whenever I come to the Sunshine Coast, um, the, uh, what is that place called? The Black Bean Cafe or yeah. like the fruit scone. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guilty pleasures are definitely scones with like, I'm British. So like the, like the cream and the jam and like that sort of thing. That's sort of yeah. my, my roots with that. Um, guilty pleasures are coffee, like, like a really, I don't, I can't do the French press when I had adrenal fatigue and I got really sort of sick. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I couldn't have any coffee, caffeine at all. Um, And I really missed that. And I find that drip and French press um, just wire my system too much. So it has to be like an American amuse though with oat milk, extra hot, no foam, (laughs) all the things, but it's like, that's my guilty pleasure. And then scones and, um, Fun fact is that I am obsessed with great white sharks. And so I will every year like binge and watch shark week um, when it comes up. So that's another guilty pleasure that I have. So have you swam with sharks yet? Um, I did in Hawaii, not the, not great whites, but it was, um, I took a trip to Hawaii years ago and um, we went to the North shore and they have uh, Galapagos sharks there. Mm-hmm. So we did go in the oceans. So it was really cool to see one in person. They don't, they're not like, you know, they're not super aggressive, but it was really cool to see. So we did go shark diving in the cage. Um, it was a little short lived. I got stung by a jellyfish um, while I was in the cage. <laughs> I thought I was getting electrocuted. So uh, got out, had some sort of, I'm pretty sure it was urine put on my arm. And then I had like a big kind of rash all down my arm. So um, anyways, but uh, my mom, funnily enough, is an energy healer. And so she did some distance energy healing on me from Vancouver. And um, it was like gone by the afternoon. So it was, it was great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Family of intuitives. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely want to talk about that. Um, But first I would like to know what sex in the city character can you relate with the most? I want to, I wish I was Samantha. (laughs) Okay. Everybody says the opposite, but everybody's like, everybody wants to be Caria. And I'm like, doesn't everybody want to be Samantha? (laughs) obviously she just like has sex with everybody and is so confident and like <laughs> is rich and gives zero fucks like of right? course I want to have that. no um I would say I'm probably more like I would say more like yeah I mean I, I would definitely relate the most to um to Carrie for sure she's mm-hmm. you know can be emotionally <laughs> charged and <laughs> likes nice things and sometimes questions herself but um I would say Carrie yeah for sure nice I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. So let's talk, let's dive into a little bit more about you. Um, can you tell us about what you do and how you discovered, cause you have so many gifts, how you discovered that you actually have these gifts. What do I do? I would call myself the, it always slightly shifts depending on where I'm at in life. But right now what's really resonating is, um, an intuitive business coach, um, and a transformational transformation specialist. Like when I think of what I'm obsessed with, what I love more than anything is like the human potential and evolution and growth. And like, just the, like the, yeah, just uh, transformation, the amount of clients I've worked with who I've seen completely just 
expand, like completely shift their paradigms, completely go from like, you know, feeling super scared, feeling high anxiety, depression, like all the different things. And then we do work around obviously their, the human experience and looking at things like shadow work and inner child work and blocks and beliefs and sort of what's happening in the human experience and taking care of that. Um, and then when we move into more of the reconnecting with them with their sort of their magic and, and tapping back into their intuition, I just see people like completely just soar. So it's, it's so cool to witness that whole journey um, with people. So I'm building right now a brand. I'm, I, as of it, as it stands right now, I'm, you know, doing intuitive coaching with people and that business. Um, I own a, I own a fitness studio as well, obviously, you know, sweat Van city in North Vancouver. So that's was sort of my initial stepping stone um, into the business world. But I always knew I wanted to help people and I knew I always had a gift to be a great listener. And just, I got a lot of, um, a lot of messages from universe or divine or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was always getting those for people and it was always really helping them. Um, and it really helped sort of fast track it was less of the talking and more just like, it's got the bullshit. Let's go right to the, like, <laughs> let's go right to the root of this thing. So it's been really cool. Um, when COVID hit, I was already doing a lot of coaching. And then when I had to shut down my business um, for the first time, it absolutely just went like it went through the roof. Like I set some personal boundaries my own in my own life. And I did some like really deep inner work. And it just like, as soon as I kept doing those, that, that work myself, my whole entire business just totally exploded. And um, I launched a six month transformation container in the summer um, and sold that out. Like I was in the forest and I just channeled this whole thing was like, you're going to run this program. It's gonna be six months. This is what it's gonna look like. This is what's going to be in it. And everything. I was just like, I can't do this. I have a child. I have another business. I'm coaching full time. I'm blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I've, if there's anything I've learned, it's like, I don't fuck around when spirit tells me to do something it's like you were going to do this or I'm going to make your life hell. So do it. Um, so <laughs> I'm partially kidding on that. Um, so I tried to negotiate, didn't go over well. And finally I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. So I wrote a web copy page again. I automatic write. So I don't even really remember writing it at the time. And um, I sold it out in like three weeks. I had no idea how it was going to buy it. It was like a $10,000 experience. It was not, no joke. Like it was something that came through and was like, this is, this is serious. Like sold it out. It was like, holy shit. Okay. Well, uh, who knows how this thing's got a life of its own. Like, so I've been running that. Um, and kind of halfway through that, I was loving it so much. And I was seeing such deep transformation from, um, the woman that were in it that I was like, I got a second sort of channel coming through just saying like, you need to do this work on a grander scale. You need to um, branch out. You need to do like do this, break it into two signature containers. So taking sort of the six month and breaking into two, three month ones and doing a hybrid of um, group coaching, one-on-one -on -one, re virtual retreats. Like it, again, it came through very clearly of like, you have to do these two different things. This is what it's going to look like. This is going to be your brand. These are, you know, like channeled information around like just getting really curious. Like why don't, why don't people see transformation? Like when they're going to retreats or they're going to do different courses, like why don't people actually, like, what is it? Like, what is it? Why can't people take it from or information into integration? Like what's the missing piece? And so I just sat down one day and just did this massive sort of like, like why I couldn't do it mm. or why I've seen other people, I don't, you know, kind of sort of fail on different, different things or why courses are sitting in their inboxes and they haven't touched them forever. <laughs> Um, and so I looked at all the reasons why I personally haven't done them or couldn't integrate. Um, maybe there was an embodiment. There was, 
too much information. It was too much talking. It was like, yeah. And um, so I built the courses as containers or experiences. So it's not necessarily a course. It's more of like this container or this experience, um, which was really important for me. Cause I was like, I don't, it is, I'm not in it just for the money. I'm not in it just for this. Like I, I really have an invested interest in seeing people actually like fully bloom, like fully, you know, it's like the butterfly analogy. Like you come in crawling as the caterpillar and you come out the fucking butterfly. Like I want to see you fly. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very important for me to see people actually integrate and to move on. So I've been seeing it in my current transformation container, the one, the six month one that I'm running and they're just completely like, you know, the messages I get and I just launched this new business and I'm doing this thing and I've, you know, like all these different incredible um, shifts, like life-changing shifts. And they've done it in such a short period of time. So it came through of like, this is something you have to do as a full-time, like there is no other way, like everything else is tabled. This is what you have to do. So I, I'm in the process of building by the time the podcast comes out, I'll likely have started the first one, but that's a really long answer. I love it. <laughs> okay. I I'm just like, it. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what did you even ask me? What's the question? <laughs> what did you even ask me? What's the question? Yeah, no, so, what am it, I doing? no, it's awesome. So like, how did you, how did you realize, like you said that your mom is a healer. Yeah. So you were brought up being surrounded by this energy, by this, by experiencing this. So when did you discover that you also had these types of gifts? Um, I think it happened. I don't have a ton of memories from childhood in all honesty. I think I blocked a lot of them out because I was bullied as a kid and made fun of and all this stuff. So I think I have a lot of that kind of suppressed, which I have done work on and I've done a lot of, you know, deep sort of subconscious work and going into all that different inner child healing. But I think that I was always very empathic as a child. I felt a lot of energy. I was very sensitive. I could always anticipate people's needs and, um, I sort of, I don't want to say the gift went sideways, but I, <laughs> I think I was, I have a brother and a sister and we were a family of five and um, my mom was stay at home mom, mom and my dad um, would go to work and stuff. And I don't, I just like looking back, I think there was, it was sometimes chaotic. We moved a lot. Like it was a very loving family, but there was just a lot of um, moving parts and moving pieces. And I think there was definitely some lack and some fear around, you know, money and supporting our, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think at a very young age, I took on the role of caretaker. I took on the role of, I was so sensitive and I could feel, you know, I could anticipate other people's needs and I didn't really want to take up too much space and, you know, all the different things. But I think that I, I did have a lot of sensitivities back then, but I don't think I really knew what to do with them. So I, mm. I, it kind of went, from a superpower to more like empathic and, and then caretaking based on my conditioning and all the other things that attribute to a child's upbringing. Um, they went, they kind of took a turn into more of like the codependency route where it was more of like, how can I anticipate what you need? I've kind of lost a sense of who I am and I'm just sort of like, yeah, um, using my superpowers really to like, I don't say in a non-helpful way, but it was more of like helping my mom or helping my brother and sister or trying to be the good girl, you know, whatever it is. I, I sort of took what was my true essence and kind of the, the kind of manifested sideways in terms of like doing a little bit more of that. Um, mm. So I would say they, that again, sort of like, I feel like they were there. They kind of turned a little more sideways. And then as I grew up and went into my teenage years and as an adult, an early adult, I kind of lost my way. I think I didn't really know what to make 
of those of that those sensitivities and and that empathy so um it got me into some painful situations and some really deep sort of codependent unhealthy pattern relationships and all that kind of stuff so i think for many years um i shut down a lot of that and also because i shut down my emotional system at a very young age because i didn't i couldn't handle sort of some of the stuff that was happening like the bullying and the different things i think i sort of shut down and exited my body a little bit because my body was the one that was sort of like the target of, of people you know making fun of it so mm. I think I had this association of like body's not safe, but what happens unfortunately is when you do that is that your emotions are such an important navigation system and like staying in your body. So I think that for many years I kind of exited. So I was like, mm -mm, not safe. Don't, you know, don't continue this on. Um, and then it wasn't until probably my late twenties when I had my, if you want to call it re-spiritual awakening or, <laughs> or cracking open, mm -hmm. um, was when I re sort of activated those and it took, you know, many rock bottoms in order to actually like make the crack big enough so that I could like break the shell and start to reconnect with my sensitivity that I think as a child got me, I don't want to say into trouble, but it was just, it was too overwhelming, I think. So sort of like shut off um, the, the joke I made. <laughs> It was really a joke, but I would, um, <laughs> when I was learning again, how to navigate my emotions and learning like what it was like to actually be in my body, um, it was just a really fascinating experience. I call it like defrosting. Like it was almost like for so many years, I kind of just put everything on ice and was like, don't know how to deal with this. Don't want to deal with this. What's going on over there with you? Do you need help? I'm just going to help you over there. Like, it's just sort of like a, mm. a very shut off amount of years for me, but it was, um, it's been really fascinating to reconnect with that part of me because I realized it was there all along, but I think I just shut it down for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. I can relate to that one pretty good. <laughs> don't want to feel put you on ice don't want to do that you go over there <laughs> and yeah, it all comes it, back to haunt you it always does right and it's always the uncomfortable that you try to run away from but it's always there no matter what so yeah well it just and it takes up so much energy what I realized is that all those emotions experiences things that you know because I felt so deeply it was like so overwhelming like to have somebody disappoint me or to have um, things happen. It was like, I almost think because I was so sensitive, it was, it felt like doubly as hard. Like it was just sort of like, I couldn't, I had a really hard time dealing with certain emotions. Like it was a really hard, um, yeah. And I, again, I don't think emotional intelligence is something that's really taught as well. Right. Like it's so dependent on your parents and then their parents and their upbringing and their conditioning and where you grew up. And there's so many factors. So it's kind of like, we're really, I don't want to say the mercy of the people we're around, but we learn like a lot of the people I coach, it's like they're, they say the similar things, like emotions weren't a thing in our family. Like certain emotions were okay. If you're happy, you're fine. And if you are sad, then don't talk about it. Mm. So I think there's a lot of that that happens as well, which what happens and I'm, what I'm seeing a lot of is similar to my journey where people are in their, you know, the mid lives coming back into contact with themselves and, um, their truths and especially some some women where they're like coming back into contact with like they've really gotten in masculine energy and so there's a lot of doing and the hustle energy and the forcing and all the things but really inside there's a softness that's kind of been like that intuition that wisdom that's sort of been turned off and generally that happens at a young age where it's sort of just like you know the the visual I'm getting is kind of like a hose you know like a what's it called um Pose where you just kind of it's like can't feel that shut it off like it's just like and then what happens unfortunately though is that we lose connection with our internal navigation system 
And then it can lead a lot of pain because we get in our heads. We sort of like navigate up to the brain where it's like, okay, well, this is logical and this makes sense. But um, yeah, it's been really powerful to help people come back into contact with their intuition and their superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like people start focusing on working out of the head versus the heart. And then there's a big disconnect that happens. Totally. And a lot of people, it's like the key to their power is in their heart. But so many people, including myself, had so many layers of unprocessed traumas or disappointments or sadnesses or grief that it's almost like, oh my gosh, to get to that bottom layer where my true heart and like what I actually desire and my true essence, like I'm going to have to venture through all of those layers of like ice and armor and thickness and all the things I've built up throughout my lifetime. Um, So it's a journey that not everyone really wants to take, right? It's, it can be really hard to sometimes get back to that like open heart and the, you know, which is, yeah, it's a, it's a journey, right? A lot of people are like, yeah, I don't want to feel that. I'm good. (laughs) Stick with my average life. I'm good. Thanks. Bye. So true. So I'm calling you again. Yeah. (laughs) So what was, what was the point that, like the turning point, like you have a business, you have um, a fitness boutique studio and you had a shift, like you still have it, but you also had a shift with yourself in starting this business. Like what was the point where you're like, I need to actually go and do this now? The more of like the coaching business. Yeah. Oh, cause the universe was trying to kill me. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like, for me, I shut off from myself. So it wasn't just like, Christine, have a life you desire. What do you desire? Go and do the thing and you'll be so happy. It was like, I have to get like shit beat. Like, you know, you're driving on the road and you hit the, the, the like, da, 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 like where it's like danger. You're going to go off. We were off course. And I was like, I need to go into the ditch before I get the message. So that was my old um, pattern. So I opened the studio in 2016. Again, I completely like intuited the whole thing. It was just like, I just had this, it was like, you're, you're going to open a fitness studio. And I was like, you fucking crazy. Like I've never opened, I've never run a business. I don't know accounting. I don't know any of these things, but it was like, again, it was like a divine message in the middle of the night woke up. I would wake up with like the mission statement, the name of the studio. Like it was a total co-creation with the universe. And I was like, I have no idea, but I know I'm going to make a difference and I'm going to do this. So I was just like, blind trust and faith. So um, I was really in flow when I was building the studio. And then when we opened the studio, I went, I got pregnant a month after we opened, which wasn't planned. Um, And then financial stuff hit, like we were really massively under um, estimated the cost of the studio. And there was just a lot of like fear. Like I was, I instantly was like, I had some personal stuff going on. Like it was, it was sort of a perfect cocktail of human experience. I'm not connected to anything right now. I'm alone. I'm sinking. Oh my God. You know, and then of course who we become and our fears, we tend to manifest those. And (laughs) I was getting a very good mirror back of like all my greatest fears. Right. So it was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm alone. I have this massive backpack. I'm pregnant. How am I going to do that? You know, just all the things. So I went very, for a couple of years there, I got very off course. It was like I can, I was connected to the universe as I was do, as I was building the studio, and then when it actually opened, I, you know, had a very like dark night of the soul where I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. I'm drowning in debt. I have this, you know, it was a very scary experience, and I think of it as like I got really freaking off course, really off course from my purpose here on this planet, and um, 
my true essence. And I was so riddled with fear and anxiety that that turned into like chronic stress. So it basically went from, um, it was the perfect conditions to kind of get really sick. So when my daughter was, my daughter came prematurely as well. So she was six weeks early. And I think a lot of that did have to do with the stress. It was a lot of stress. So we were in the hospital for three and a half weeks. And, um, the whole time I worked, like, I was just like in there, I thought I was like, hashtag boss babe sitting there. And I look back and I have so much compassion for myself, but I'm like, that is fucked up. Like I was sitting there, but I was in survival mode. Right. I was like, I don't have the money to pay a studio manager. I don't have anyone to help. I don't like, if, if I don't work, this business will shut down and then we'll be left with like the hundreds of thousand dollars of debt. Like I can't, you know what I mean? It was this very, it was a very strong survival. It was a very scary experience. But, um, anyways, when that happened, after I had her, I was just, I didn't have a mat leave. I was like constantly just trying to do everything. And, you know, in, again, in hindsight, I just, I have a lot of <laughs> compassion for myself for that girl, that version of myself. Cause she was, you know, it was a very real thing. And she, you know, um, and I got sick. It was, uh, January of 2018. So my daughter would have been, I don't know, maybe nine years old or nine years, nine months old. Um, and I just got really sick. I started the year with a bunch of flus. Um, and then the flus turned into like ear infections and like multiple ear infections. And I, it was like, just kind of like this constant thing where I was like sick. And then I actually ended up getting pneumonia. Um, so I got pneumonia and then pneumonia turned into um, adrenal fatigue and, and like chronic, it was just like this constant, I'm so stressed out. Um, and then the more sick I got, rather than listening, you know, because generally the universe will turn up the volume with health and I wasn't listening. So it was like, you're still going. Like I had pneumonia and I was still like, I can do this. I've got this. Like, and then it turned out, wasn't listening. It turned out into adrenal fatigue to the point where I couldn't like drive. I couldn't um, teach. I was having panic attacks in the car. Like I couldn't, I'd have to pull over. Or I couldn't like go pick up my daughter places because I was having like panic attacks. Um, it was just so stressful. And then that turned into like in the summer, I got shingles. Like I remember being like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't drive. I like couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't barely work. And I'm still at this point trying to manage a full, full running business and doing everything and having a brand new baby. And so when I got shingles, I was like, this is fucked up. Like I remember going to get my prescription filled and I looked at the guy on, I looked at this like poster and the guy's like 85 years old. And he's like, got shingles get this medication i was like what the fuck is happening like i'm 30 i'm like 35 like what is what's happening or 33 mm. whatever um and then the final straw was uh it was in i don't know maybe um august of 2018 and i was sitting at a park again working away and like blue sky zero wind dead of summer and all of a sudden i hear this like deafening crack and i'm like what the and I'm like, look up and I'm sitting at a bench underneath a tree and the tree branch just out of nowhere decided to crack. And it was like, and I literally got, I like screamed, got up from my, from the um, place we were working and things like smashed me in the back. Like it was probably eight feet long and my whole body, like I went straight down on the ground, the whole fucking thing, like completely like smooshed me into the ground. So I'm like trying to get my ass out of this, like tree branches I went in the shower my back was all red I like fucked up my neck it was just I remember like one of my friends was going to see the woman I now coach with and I said I was like can you ask her if I'm going to die 
because I'm actually at the point where I feel like something's trying to kill me. Like I, like I, I, it wasn't a joke at the time. I was like, I truly feel powerless to everything. Like, I feel like I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, I feel so lost. I feel so disempowered. And, you know, it, and then I just, I, I got this feeling. I went actually to a one day um, silent retreat or one night silent retreat on the Sunshine Coast, actually. And when I was there, we were silent. So I was like having all types of, I was getting all fucking bent out of shape because I was like, you know, oh my God, what if I pass out here? What if I have a panic attack? Like it was all those things, right? So I'm there and I'm sitting on the deck overlooking the ocean. And I got this, like, it was like, you're going to run retreats and you're going to run them here. And I was like, okay, sure. Like I'm going to run retreats. Sure. I'll just run a retreat. No problem. Um, and it was like, it came through very clearly. It was like, you're going to run a retreat. Just put it out there. This, you know, I was like, I have no idea how, how to run a retreat again, negotiating with the universe. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put it out. So I put it out to the world. I ended up selling it out like within a month. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. This is wild. What am I going to do in this retreat now? <laughs> So my masculine energy, I planned out the whole retreat. I was like, I got to do this. And then this minute I'll do this. And I was so scared, right? Because I was like, what am I doing? I'm leading, you know? So we went and even though I was still a little, my health was still a little rocky during that time. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I went and I was scared as hell and sweating through my armpits the whole time. Um, but something about it felt very natural. Like I was like, I've done this before. I've done, I've led, I've led, you know, this, um, I've done this. So I did the retreat and I felt my life force come back, like not completely, but it was just, there was this like shooting of energy of just like, this is, you're on the right path. It was like a messenger, like this is right for you. Um, and then I got another hit to um, my, my coach. She's a medical doctor, but she is a full-time intuitive and she was running year long intuitive coaching program. And I was like, ah, my soul was like, you need to do this. And I was like, are you fucking out of your mind? I'm running this business. I can barely handle it. How am I going to pay for this? Where am I going to find that money out of nowhere? Like all the things, you know? And it was like, sign up for the course. Basically, or I'll fuck you up again. Like it was like, <laughs> like a gangster, like coming after me. I was like, okay, 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 I'll do it. So I signed up for the course. And then I, it was like, I kept following the nudges that were saying, do this. This doesn't make sense. You don't know how you're going to do it. You have to trust. And I had to go against my biggest fears and I kept following those nudges and all my symptoms were gone. It just completely went away. Like there was nothing, everything just slowly. I mean, it took, you know, I had to, there was a little bit of rebuilding because I think there was a bit of PTSD in terms of like not trusting my body. Like there was a little bit of that having to regain that. But um, I did the program and with, again, within half, like four months into the program, I started seeing clients. It was just something that all of a sudden just happened. Like, I don't even, can't even tell you how it happened. And, then I got busier and then more people like all my business has been through referral so far. So I haven't done advertise, you know, it's just been all through referral and it's obviously evolved a lot. And um, so when I'm working with people, because I've been through, through so much in my life, like I've been through so many different, fuck, you name it. And now I realize in hindsight, rather than looking as myself as a victim of like, oh, I've been through all these things and life hates me and all these things. I'm like, Oh, this was my plate. This was my training ground. This was like mm. the first half of my life was like, you're you have to go to the edges of yourself and still steer yourself back home because you cannot embody a strong teacher or you cannot embody a, a integrated embodied coach. If you, well, this sounds good. You just go do these things and they'll help you get better. Or, you know, this sounds nice. Or I heard this somewhere, go do this. It's like, I teach and I get, I sort of 
yeah, I, I basically help people with stuff that I've actually been through and I know has worked. So it's like when somebody says like, I'm experiencing this or I'm this, or I, this is how I feel. Or I'm like, this is what happened in chat, like all these different things. It's like, I can actually sit there and say like, I feel you and I can hear you and I can hold space for you. And I also can hold like the cool thing about when I work with people is I have this gift where I have access to their highest potential. So when I meet somebody, I, I like actually can't like the first thing that comes in is like everything that you can do. Like, it's like, it's this wild thing, but it's like, when I meet somebody, it's like all I can see, it's like having a rose colored glasses where I'm like, this is your highest potential. This is where you're going to be. These are all your blah, blah, blah. So like, it's like, I'm holding that while still being able to work with people and hold space for their pain, for their different things, but we don't stay in the pain. Like, I think that's the thing with working with me is we're not, we don't venture to those places to make ourselves a victim or make anybody else um, bad or any of those things. It's like, we're really like, let's venture and travel through your pain so that we can transcend it. And so that you can come back and remember you're this powerful creator and that, you know, we're co-creating everything and our energy, like coming back into those principles. But I've done a lot of, when I found the spiritual world, I did a lot of spiritual bypassing. It was like, everything happens for a reason. This is great for a greater divine purpose. Okay, that's true. <laughs> but fuck, we can't go there. It's like you're missing, you know, it's like the air freshener over the dead skunk. Like you have a huge, I forgot, like I had a human body. Like I was, I, I love the spiritual principles, which I still do. And I use them all the time, but it's like, I was going from like, I was basically ditching my human body being like, my human body is like my nervous system shot. I'm like, have these PTSD from all these experiences. So I was trying to jump from there and bypass the pain and go right into like the reason, well, this is the reason why, and this is the divine reason. And this is all the thing. And it's, you know, love and light. And again, I'm not dissing that in any way, shape or form, but it's more of just like, what I, how I work with people now is sort of like in the way that the healing journey makes sense for me. So it's like, let's really focus on your human. Let's look at things like your childhood, uh, what you experienced, what are your belief systems? What are your triggers? Triggers are amazing because there's such important information about what kind of you're still carrying. What is, you know, um, so let's go through that experience. Let's get really curious about the stories you've created <laughs> about yourself or others. Mm. Um, let's do all that work. And let's like excavate your human because when we're full of shit and we're full of experiences and undigested moments of pain, we're full. I think of it as like a vessel. Like you're, you go to the, to the gas station and you're trying to pump in love and light into a gas tank. That's just spewing it all out because you're full. You don't have any room for it. Right. Or the inner critics like get fucked. That's not actually how it is. Like love and light go fuck yourself. Right. It's like, <laughs> And then it doesn't work. And then we question like, I, why doesn't the law of attraction work for me? And it's like, it works sister, but you are full. Like mm. you're, you're full. You can't take you. Like, how do you integrate that? Right? Like, how do you, I think of it as like, when you, when you move through all the pain and you move through these different processes and you move, you move through the human journey and you hold space for it and you let your, you get to know your shadows and yourself, the person who's going to self-sabotage because like, it's not like you can't have the things you desire, but you have to be willing to go through some of that to like excavate or decondition yourself so that you're like a prime, you have a prime environment to do that work. Cause if you're just trying to layer it on top of stuff, that's like, you know, it'd be like taking rotting soil. I mean, like I'm going to plant some new fresh seeds. It's not going to be a really great environment for them to bloom. So it's like, let's go in and do the work so that we can excavate. We can move, you can like, 
get to know these different parts of ourselves and remove any pain. And like, you know, um, I do something called sentence completion with, with clients. So it's sort of like an unconscious process where we go in and um, we can get into your subconscious and go back into some experiences and, and sort of like move through and process some of the emotion that might've got stuck in your body. And it's like a really cool way because people can access memories or different things that they don't consciously remember. So it's a really, I do a lot of that work with people. It's powerful. Um, so we go through, and we move through that. And then, so that when then as we're moving through, it's like, I'm dealing with a clean vessel at that point. Like we can, like for me personally, I didn't understand why I couldn't manifest money. I couldn't understand why I had abundance blocks. I couldn't understand why I couldn't, you know, use these principles but when I did the inner work, the human stuff, it was like everything just started shifting for me, like rapid, like hyperspeed, collapsing time around everything where, you know, I went from, you know, not being able to make more than $2,000 a month to having like 5K months, 10K months, 15K months, 20K months. I'm on track for like a 30K month. Like it's like, they, but things have, it's like faster than I can even imagine. But it's, I, I like, when I look back, I'm like, shit, it's all because I did the, I did that work because it's like all of a sudden, the universe can co-create with me because I'm not constantly saying, I want this thing. I'm putting on the gas. And then I'm like, but I don't deserve it. I'm putting on the brake. It's like gas break, gas break, gas break. <laughs> so it's like this very confusing, very overwhelming process that I think a lot of people think that they're broken or they can't have the things they want. And it's like, I guess the thing that I'm creating in this world is like this transformational process of like, let's clear out your shit. Let's reconnect with your magic and your intuition and remember that we all have this internal navigation system, this power, this like this ability to create these incredible things so that we can elevate you to be like your most expanded version of yourself. But it's just like a fast track way. Like the way that I've kind of created is like how I see it. My journey sort of deconstructed and <laughs> moved around so that I see it and I've seen it with people. The cool thing is that I'm seeing this work with people. Um, where they're just taking off and it's like happening so fast because we get to the root of things. We're not spending months being like, tell me about this. And they're just sort of rehashing it from their conscious mind. Cause your conscious mind as the adult is going to be like, I understand that I want this thing. Why can't I have it? Like why, you know, like, I know I want this thing. I know I am abundant. I am abundant. And it's like, if you have an internal critic or something inside of you that says, no, you're not because of all these reasons, you're, it's not going to get through. It's just, it can't, it's just, it's like a force field being like, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> you're lying. Mm -mm. So anyways, sorry. I feel like I've been talking for a, no, that was hard. amazing. Um, I had this conversation with somebody recently that like the money block that you're talking about the, why can't I manifest all this money that I want? Why can't I have that 30 K month? Why am I having like all these issues of like, getting the money that I know that I deserve, that I know that is possible, all of those things. And they're talking about how it, it might not be like the actual money aspect that is the issue. It's all the other things in your life that are manifesting the money issues. I, I think that money has so like manifestation, I think it has so little to do with money. Like that's the thing. Like if you look at it, it's like, it's why the person who, you know, it's the scary thing sometimes is when people think like, oh, when I have the money or I have this thing or I have this, I'm going to be happy or I'll, I'll feel fulfilled. And then they get the thing and they're like, there's almost this sense of like total depression of like, oh my fucking God, I thought when I had this thing, I would be this. Mm. And it never is about that, right? It's never like, it's like, there's almost this sinking. I've worked with clients where they're like, I got the money and it, there was still something there. And it's almost like, that's a scarier feeling sometimes because you think it's the mm. thing and then you get it and you're like, ugh right? 
the accolade or the different things. So when I think of money, I think of money as it is an energy, like it's an energy that we're tapping into. It's like a flowing, I think of it as like a flowing thing, but I think of an abundant person or somebody who like, there's a sense of self-worth. There's a sense of confidence. There's a sense of like, it's, it's a natural energy. I think of who we are. It's like, it's a natural flowing. Like there's, it's, it's who we are. It's more of like, how can we, it's not something we have to go out and get. I don't think it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I have to go and find myself and be abundant. It's not, not like a technique I have to go and do. It's more of like, how can I, knowing that I am this abundance, how can I, how did I forget? And like, what do I need to strip off so that I can remember it? It's more of like a removing of all the garbage and all the fucking, you know, shitty beliefs that are telling me otherwise. Cause if I strip those off, what am I left with? I'm left with my, I'm left with abundance. I'm left with, you know, I'm lighter and my frequencies moving faster. It's like, what are the things that I'm telling, you know what I mean? Like what, what is it? What made me unworthy of receiving this abundance? Like what made me, you know, it's, it's an energy we're, we're, we're tapping into. It's like who we naturally are, but I think of it so much as like, you look at all the reasons it's like why you're fucked up about having the money. Right. Mm. Cause yeah, like, I like to get really curious with clients. I'm like, what does money even mean to you? Like, mm. what is, what did your parent, you know, what did your parents think about money? What, what were the messages that you, because when we're young, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was like, we're not co when we're young. I think it was this. Anyways, I'm trying to remember now, sorry, off my top of my head, but it's like, we're not co-creating with the universe at a young age. Like we're co-creating with our parents. Mm. So if mom says I can get the Barbie because <laughs> I want the Barbie, but if she says, no, we don't have the money, you're going to have to save up for it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, I'm co-creating with my parent. I'm not co-creating with the universe, but when we're adults, we forget this. And so there's a sort of this like lack mentality of like, well, based on my parents, this is how much I can have. Or, and I like to, I like, I'm loving surrounding myself with different expanders. I love surrounding myself with, um, like I've just found myself in the summer where I was getting really curious around abundance. And then I started like following certain people and I started getting some, like they would trickle to another person. And I've been doing some work with um, Melanie and Lair and in that community. And there's just a lot of um, it's expanded my mind frame and I have different expanders in my life where, you know, I'll be having a conversation and they'll say something. And I'm like, what really you can get paid to have a book deal. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. She got like, she, you know, like they gave her like 125 grand to write the book. And I'm like sitting there jaw drop. Cause number one, I didn't think that was possible. Like my belief was that you would just write a book and you're lucky if it gets picked up. Right. That was my belief. And then I was like, Oh wow. And then in my mind, I created a story that, well, that she obviously has hundreds of thousands of followers and that's the reason why. And I created another story and I was like, Oh, but yeah. So she probably has a lot of followers. And she's like, no, she has maybe four or 5,000. And I like, again, it was another moment of like, Okay. All right. I'm humbled again. Like it's getting so curious around our stories around certain things. Like I see people fight themselves on things when they're, when, you know, on certain topics and especially with money, um, money is such a, like, I think of it as comes down to such a worthiness thing. Like, why do you know, why, why do I not feel worthy of money or what, it, what was my programming or what did I watch growing up around, you know, what was the conversation? Like, it's a really great, um, thing to get curious around is like, what was the sort of primary dominant focus? Was it all like money is bad money? Like, what is your belief systems around money? And do you feel worthy of money? How are you? And then I also look at things like receiving, like, cause that's part of the process as well, where it's like, how well do I receive? 
Like if I want, if I'm calling in all this money, yet I can't receive a compliment or I can't even receive somebody taking me out for lunch without getting all fucked up about it, then like, what is, you know what I mean? Like, mm. how do I expect abundance to come to me? Um, and I mean, we could go so far into this, but it's just like looking again, masculine, feminine energies. And like, do I have this concept that I have to do, do, do hustle, 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 like all I got to have my head down. I got to work hard. Like, what do you have? What's your belief around it? What you have to do to get money, right? Like, what is that? Um, yeah, it's just, it's really, obviously it's very individual for people, but it's like, what are my concepts? Like I know when I was selling my transformation container, I was going through a masculine feminine energy sort of program and my, I was so wired for like, I have to do, I have to do, I have to, if I'm going to sell this thing, I have to do all these things. I gotta, I gotta, and then I would get stressed out of like, oh my God, do I have to create a funnel? Do I have to do this? And I was like, I don't even know these things. And that's where people get spun out and they don't even try because it's like, I just, I just don't even know how to do these things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, get inspired action. And I would go and like write the email. I would do the masculine energy thing. I'd write the email or I'd, you know, do something. And then I would go and take myself for a walk. And it was so hard at first. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I need to check my email? Do I need to follow up? And it was like, go take a walk, go by the ocean, leave it alone. Mm. And then I would come back and somebody would be like in my inbox and like, I'm going to get this. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I would do the masculine energy thing. I would like write them back. I would type like, that's amazing. Here's the links. And then I would go and I would take myself for a massage or I would go do something that was like more my feminine. It's more leaning back. There's more of this, like trusting. There's this like playing. There's more of this, like letting go and letting the universe do its job. And then I would come back and I literally it was, took so much trust, but I would like oscillate between the masculine and feminine. And it just, it did its thing where it was like this really big moment of like, holy shit, this is, this is wild, but this really freaking works. Like this really works kind of flowing between those two energies. And, um, cause when we're in the constant, like, I gotta put my head down and I gotta do like, there's no room for the universe to support you either. Right. It's kind of like, okay, you think you're smarter than me, go and have fun selling that program. <laughs> I can help you if you want, but you think you have it figured out and you are smarter than the universe. However, I did create you, but don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you do you. Um, and I think of that, like how much I've gotten really curious. Like, I just think of it as now I've unblocked myself from not receipt. Like, it's like, it's always, we're always manifesting. I mean, we manifest 24 seven. It's not about having to learn how to manifest. And when we do that brilliantly, it's just manifesting what we desire versus what we, our old programming is, or what our fears are. Like, it's like, what are we focusing on? Because, you know, when we're manifesting, it's like, okay, well, I want this desire. Um, you know, there's, there's all these different steps, but it's like, okay, I want this desire and I want this thing to come to me. Um, but you know, so many people will, won't look at things like, am I, can I be in alignment? Am I, am I already one foot out? Like so many people are like, well, I want this thing, but then there's like part of their brain being, well, you probably don't deserve it. You probably won't even get it. So let's just go one foot in one foot out so that you're not disappointed if you don't get it or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so much of this wobbliness already, So it's like, are you two feet in? Are you just like going to go like with this brand, for example? I mean, it's come up with a lot of I've invested so much money, you know, in this where I'm just really like, it brings up a lot of fear. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going all in. So can you go all in? Can you just trust that like, there is no other way this is happening? Like you're getting the, you know, this is the thing that you're going to, you're going to do, you're going to create. And can I stay in alignment with it? So if I was going to be this successful, you know, transformation container, like woman, how would I act on a daily basis? What kind of things like, am I in alignment? Meaning like the thoughts I think the words I speak and the actions that I take, are they in alignment with that woman? 
Because mm. if I say I want these things, I want to be this amazing transformational woman, but then somebody comes back with like, you know, <laughs> somebody's like, oh, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. Well, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just kind of trying this thing and we'll see if it works and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if I don't sell it, I don't really, it's okay. It's not really a big deal. Like, it's like, what am I, you know, I love Jay-Z's quote of like, I believe you can speak things into existence, but it's really is. It's like, you're acting as if before you have the evidence, you're just like, okay, this is it. Like, I am running this program. I am so many people are afraid to go all in, you know what I mean? Because it's like, if I tried and I failed, then I'm a dis, you know, then I could feel shameful. But if I, um, or if I try, then I have this back door. It's kind of like, oh, well, I tried, but I did my best versus when people go all in and they quote unquote fail, there's this, you know what I mean? There's, um, there's more on the line for them personally, where they can feel more shitty about themselves or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, can you stay in alignment with it? And can you continue to stay in alignment with it? And can you be open to receiving more? So can you open your heart? And can you be more in your feminine energy? And can you, you know, wait for inspired action? And, you know, again, this is such a big topic, but it's like, so many times people don't even realize that there's this, again, it's the gas break. It's like, I want this thing, but, you know, like, or can they handle the, the flip side of it, right, as well of like, you know, I want, I want to be like, for me, when I was creating these courses, something I had to look at in one of these courses that was bringing this up for me, and then I really had to look at is like, can I handle the flip side? So I want to be this big, um, you know, I want to be kind of like a leader known for helping people transform. And I want to create these, these experiences and these, and I was like recording these videos, but it was like, it ha I had to question like, okay, so I'm going to do these things. But can I energetically and emotionally handle if what if somebody calls me out and says, your programs are you, you, you didn't say the right thing in this, or, mm. you know, you weren't as trauma informed as I'd like, or you, you know what I mean? Or maybe you said something that I'm going to take as, I, mean, I can't even imagine what I would say, but it's like, maybe you're racist. I don't, I don't know. I'm just like making things up at this point. Right. But it's like, there's that, like, can I handle that? because that comes with success. Like when you, when you, people are like, I want to have all these followers and I want to have all these things. I want to have a hundred thousand followers. I'm like, okay, amazing. But again, can you handle the flip side? Because if somebody calls you out, can you handle that? Or if you want to be on TV, can you handle if somebody criticizes your body? And they're like, well, no, I could never do that. And I was like, but do you see how there's this block? There's a already like the universe knows you can't handle that from a, an emotional intelligence standpoint. So it's going to protect you. It's not going to give you that thing. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you have to build your intelligence, your emotional intelligence. You have to build the resilience. You have to become so internally strong that you can handle like the expansion of that bigness mm -hmm. of who you are. Right. So, so how can somebody, somebody really wants to, I'm just going to use programs as our example. So somebody has a program, they really want to sell out their program. They're like, this is it. This is like the program that is like going to change people's lives. Um, how do they stay in that mindset of I'm all in, I'm doing this. I'm doing my best every single day to act as if to be that person that yeah, my next level version, my 2.0. Yeah. Yeah but it's a fucking struggle, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I would, I would look at, then there's a few things. It's like, I always, the way that I've succeeded in things is like, number one, I'm an embodied, I truly believe with everything in my heart. And there's like a real, it's like, I haven't gone and copied a program from somebody else and like the sounds of it. So I'm like creating this thing where I'm like, oh, they made a ton of money. I'm going to go recreate this program myself. So I would question number one is like, 
did this, is this truly a creation from you? Are you so super inspired? Is the energy behind it? Are you super like passionate? You know what I mean? Is it something that you're like, really is in your heart? I think that's the number one thing is like, if this is, because if you don't believe in something, it's like, it's something if, if you're trying to sell a product or you're trying to sell anything that you don't fully believe in, or you haven't actually energetically mastered yourself, there's going to be a disconnect. Um, again, in one Mel uh, Melanie Ann Layers course, her brand is Alpha Femme, but she said something along the lines of like, um, the universe has like a, um, like an, it like energetically protects people from like it, it generally, like if I was trying to sell a program I wasn't aligned with, or I was, I didn't kind of create, you know what I mean? It wasn't like totally on board with me. The universe will protect me because it doesn't want me to go out and get a shitty name about myself. Right. And it also will protect the buyer, meaning that they don't, so they don't go and buy it and, um, like it doesn't work for them. You know what I mean? Like there's almost like an energy. So I think of like, there's a bigger energy at play as well, but I would say that like, it's, it's really going all in. So if this program is from your heart and you're like, I, I know this is going to change. Like this is going to change the world. I would say like really tapping into your intuition is helpful. Like really asking your internal guidance system, like what are the next steps to do? But I would say just like, again, um, when you're passionate about something and you're inspired, you can feel it. Like, there's an energy you're giving off. Like you can't, you're infectious, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are the action steps that I need? Like how, who do I need to be? And how, what do I need to do in order to sell this program? So it's like, there's a lot of programs out there that are like, this is how you sell the course and like, da, da, da. But a lot of it is sort of an older kind of like very masculine. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, you do this funnel and you do this thing. And I would say like, do what really works for you. Like what you're guided to do. Um, do you need to hop online and talk about it? Do you need to, I mean, obviously you need to offer it, but it's like, I keep hearing like there's an energy behind that program. So if you're kind of like wobbly yourself and you haven't done the internal work, it's, it, I think it's gonna be harder to sell it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because if you think you're a piece of shit and nobody's going to buy it and all these self-deprecating thoughts are coming in, it's like, it'd be like knocking on the person's door being like, do you want to buy my thing? And you're like shaking. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're <laughs> what do you need? Do you need some, do you need some change? Like you okay. Like, it's like, there's an energy behind it. So I would check in, like, are you totally two feet in? Are you on board? Do you, are you okay with being disappointed? Like if somebody says no to you, are can you be okay with it? Knowing it's not about you. It's the fact that it's just, it might not be, do you know what I mean? It's like, just it's looking at your resiliency, I think. But I think that when you're inspired, it's like doing the, the practical things that make sense. So obviously putting it out there, it's talking about it. It's getting excited about the program yourself. Like I'm so excited to launch this. Um, I'm, you know, like, again, you might do Instagram or Facebook lives. You might do like, I love video. Like I really love watching people on video. It's something that I, I don't really like to be a number. Like I, you, I think there's an energy mm -hmm. as well when you're trying to be sold something, when you're a consumer where you're like, there's something just not quite right about that person. Mm -hmm. I don't like being a number. I feel like it's super salesy. Like, I think people know that, right? They kind of feel like they're just kind of like being targeted. And so I think coming from a really authentic place, like I know when I've sold things, it comes from a place of like, I'm fucking believe in that product so much. Like it's like, I know what I'm selling is like, it's, I know there's, there's it's transformational. Like I know that. Um, and there's not this pushiness. Like I, I don't hard sell people. It's like, I talk about it. I'm passionate about it. And um, I let people self lead. So if they want, if they want to buy the program, they will, they will do it themselves. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're going to, they're going to want to come to it. They're going to be attracted by it. Um, like, I believe we all have each individual, even if we're selling the exact same 
program, if you will, we're going to have our sort of like people that are attracted to us. We just have to show up and be really inspired, I think, and be in our, in our power and be authentic. And um, I think just share it like constantly, you know, talking about it, being happy, being so excited about it without the hard sell. It's just like, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, asking for help. Like if you have people who are, you know, if you have different influencers in your life or if you have people who are, you know, have networks, it's like just asking thing like, Hey, I'm launching this. If you know anyone, this is kind of the essence of it. And it's kind of like, I think of it as like you, what you get in return will be an energetic match to like how much you believe in it. Right. Like, I think if you're kind of like, mm, I think it's a good program, but mm, um, you probably get that kind of like couple people, you know what I mean? It's, I think it's, you will attract kind of what you believe you will attract and, and also what you're a, an energetic match for, because if you, if you, you know, for me, if I was like, I want a hundred people in my program right now, I can't hold a hundred people right now because my programs are still hybrid, meaning I'm offering groups, there's group component, um, and there's pre-recorded videos and journal prompts, but I'm also doing one-to-ones and live virtual retreats in it as well. So like, I can't hold that. So it's also like, from a energetic standpoint, and how sort of like, how internally strong are you? Like, how many people can you actually hold in that program? Mm. Right? Like, how many, what do I have the capacity for? Because if I got 50, if somebody is like really wobbly, and then they want to attract 50 people, and they get 50 people on signing up for the program, and they're like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna fucking I can't even handle this. Like, I can't uh, 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 like, can't mm -hmm. do this. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> yeah. It's not for anybody's greatest and highest good so I think of it as like there's there's a lot of it but it's I think it comes down to sort of like the energy behind it going all in and really just like owning your product and like where did this product come from where did this program come from was it something that was channeled was it something that you downloaded was it just this creative spark this idea because I think those things as well like I trust and what I always say to the universe is like I'm going to be a vessel for you but you need to support me so like I'll birth the program, <laughs> but you got to help me get the people, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta draw those people to me as well, as well. So, I mean, it's so crazy, but I'll meet people, you know, I have people contact me and they're like, I don't even know how I found you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's that I'm trusting that, that they're, you know, that it's just people, you never know where people can come from. It's like just trusting that you have people out there. Don't pull the plug on your launch before, before you've even given it a chance you know you might launch something and you're like oh stay two. I have no signups I don't need to do this I can't handle I can't handle the disappointment I can't handle feeling mm. like so many times people can't handle certain feelings I know I couldn't so I would just pull the plug energetically before I, it even had a chance right it's mm. just like oh it's not gonna work two days in nobody signed up I'm a piece of shit Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna beat myself up I shouldn't do this oh my gosh I need, need to go back to my corporate job <laughs> yeah no it's true <laughs> so it's like I'm laughing because it's just these are all the things I've I've personally gone through right where it's like I've done done it all I've been like oh you know it's just it's like looking at all I would say is that the personal journey if you haven't if you're trying to launch something and you haven't done any internal work I would suggest going doing internal work mm -hmm. and then trying to launch the thing I'm not saying you can't do them in unison but being an, people can feel, I think when you're an embodied leader in what you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And so I think that getting yourself really internally sharp and clean and just like really sort of like in your power, you just, you, you emanate a different energy. There's a, there's a confidence, there's a knowing there's like something there. Then I think that your programs 
you know, the first round, you might, you know, you might need to do more things, you might call on people to help you, you might do more Instagram. But I think what happens, though, is that, you know, and if your program's good, then there'll be referrals, and there'll be momentum. And then over time, it'll just become this sort of like thing where you're just naturally, people just come to you, you're, you're magnetizing people towards you, right? So I think that it's just a process that at first many, so many people can't handle the starting of things, though, because they're not the expert, they don't, they're not, it's not perfect. They don't have all their ducks in the row. They're, they're vulnerable to have people make fun of them or to have people question them. So, so many people are too afraid of that, that they won't even go there. So mm. it's like, I think just, I don't know, being like, I always think back, I'm like, if I was like 95 and I'm sitting on my deathbed and I hope I live longer than 95, but I was like, if I'm there and I'm like, looking back, that's kind of where, like, if I get in fear, I'm like, what would my 95 year old self, like if she was sitting there, would she be like, oh, Christine, I'm so happy you played it safe. Thank goodness you really stayed in your comfort zone. You had a life of average, of mediocrity. Good for you. <laughs> or she was like, Christine, you were a fucking cowboy. And you know what? I love, I love that you just went for things and you had no idea how to do them. And you just followed your intuition and you were just lit up. You just, I think of it as like continuously following the things that light you up. So like, if you don't know what that is, it's like, what, what things make me feel inspired? What are the, what's my soul's curriculum? Like, this is something we go into the intuition container, the second container that I'm launching, but it's like, what's your soul's curriculum? Like, what have you come, what have you transcended in this lifetime? What have you mastered? What have been in your life experiences? What have you, what are you really passionate about? What are you drawn to? What, like, what do you do that makes you feel more elevated versus depleted and weaving more of those into your life? Because it's going to come clear. It's, you're going to get the clarity of like the thing. And I think when we're, in alignment with the things that light us up where we naturally have this extra energy flow. It's like, you know, when you're trying to do something, you're trying to launch something or do something because it makes sense, but there's a good like logically it makes sense, but you can't quite get your energy behind it. You're like, ah, oh, and it feels really hard. And this feels very like, oh, like, ooh, like sludgy. Mm -hmm. I think of that, like it might not be the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. It's hard sometimes when you've spent a lot of time, energy, resources, money, um, doing something it's like right you hear all those stories of people going to law school or being you know becoming these things and then they find out you know and then they want to be an artist but they're like well I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars my parents would disown me and so you know they spend a life of of you know not really going for the thing that they love and I think that you know we all have spark we are all have an individual spark and um as Wayne Dyer would always say he was like do not die with your music still in you like Mm. I love that. I love that. But it's like, we all have our unique, like, tone, our unique thing, our unique, um, you know, energetic signature that we bring to this planet. And if we don't fulfill, I think that that's kind of where the pain comes in and where the chronic pain, where different things come in, because we're not living our sort of full fullness of who we are, we're sort of half living or one foot in one foot out, or you know what I mean? So I think it's like, really reconnecting to things that you love and light you up. And then and then launching things from that space of like, oh, I'm lit up. Like, I love this. Oh my gosh. Cause somebody, you see it on people. It's magnetic when they're like, I freaking love this thing. And like something the lights, you know, you see somebody who goes and like, want, like I'm going to save the planet. I've got this plastic thing that I'm going to initiate and blah, blah. Like for me, I don't even know where to start with that. But you're like, I've got these people and they want to transform their lives. I'm like, Oh, bring them in. Like, that's my thing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, everyone has their lane and everyone has a purpose and everyone has kind of like, their own yeah like their own power it's just that oftentimes we're like chasing other people's power or like oh, what was this jay shetty talk i was listening about and 
he was like, we all have a seat at the, um, like the theater, like the big grand theater of life or whatever. And he's like, but oftentimes we're so busy trying to chase the other person's ticket because we think there's not enough that we miss our own freaking seat, like our own like abundance, our own like, like it's all sitting there waiting for us. But we're like, no, you, I'm going to run over there. And we're chasing people trying to like comparing ourselves. And it's like, we all have our lane. We all have our own unique purpose. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, like how can we sort of stay in that and come back to that and spend more time and energy getting to know ourselves versus kind of like getting really distracted with, you know, whatever, whatever's out there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, I can totally relate to that because I have created a program before, sold it, yeah, and then halfway through, I canceled the whole thing. Yeah, and I just switched everybody over and just to one-on-one clients instead. And I was just like, no, this is program is done. Perfect. I yeah. think that's amazing, though. Like, if you look at something like that, that's incredible because you could have easily gone on and you probably wouldn't have served them right mm -hmm. to the degree that you would have had the power to the one-on-one. -on -one. So, I mean, that's incredible. Cause I think sometimes in our heads, we get this idea of like, okay, well a program will be perfect or a one-on-one -on -one will be perfect. And then we find out we don't actually really like it. Like it's not, do you know what I mean? Or at the time, maybe it's the timing, maybe it's where we're at. Maybe it's, it's like, this sounds like a good idea, but there's, there's something like, you know, it's like, there's something behind mm -hmm. it. that's just like not quite there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, it's amazing that you like pivoted though, because that's not a, that's not a loss. I mean, that's a huge win because you extracted such a deep lesson fast, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. if you sat on your ass kind of being like, well, I don't know if I sh should even do the program and maybe people won't like, you just kind of went for it being like, if this quote unquote fails or doesn't work out or whatever it is, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to pivot. And that's the thing is like, Oh, learn that lesson. Okay. All right. <laughs> that sucked ass, but uh, here we go again. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Like yeah. sometimes we have to learn those hard lessons and they suck in the moment, but if you can extract the a lesson from it, it's like, don't have to learn that one again. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Learn lesson, learn check. <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. Oh, you've, you've, uh, Really thrown out some good value bombs today. Oh, thanks. I feel like I've gone on some tangents. I don't remember any questions you've asked me. So I really haven't asked you questions. Okay. So talking. <laughs> I love it though. Um, but if people want to work with you, um, how can they find you? How can they work with you? Give us the goods. Yeah. Um, so my website, christinebano.com is probably the best way to find me. I'm in the process actually right now. Um, we're, we're kind of whatever, early Feb, kind of mid-Feb right now. Um, I'm in the process of re, like all my my uh, containers are going to be on Kajabi. So I'm like transferring kind of in the process of transferring everything over right now. But christinebano.com is the best way. My Instagram is um, at christinebano. Um, so th through those two avenues, I'm going to have all of my different, I'm sort of redefining the way that I work with people. So generally it'll be um, working with me in one of the containers. So I'm kind of like, creating this whole transformation experience and the way that I see it is like step, you know, you would come in step one and you take the transformation container, which is three months of all the human, like accessing your personal power and emotional intelligence and inner child shadow work and all that stuff. Um, again, I have like retreats, you work with me one-on-one, -on -one. there's, there's different elements with it. It's sort of a hybrid experience. So that course, and then the intuition one. So those are two, the intuition container. So there's sort of two, two steps there. I'm also offering, um, I've recently just started doing some elevation intensives. So those are like three hour experiences with me. So they're, um, it's, 
I'm a manifester by human design. So I'm like an igniter. Mm. So I get a lot of downloads about people. So I'll be in somebody's presence. I have actually have to turn it off because when I'm sitting with friends or different people, like I was sitting beside a beautiful, she's actually now a client, but she was from Toronto and she was a friend and I was sitting beside her and I was like, you're like, you're meant to have your own like clothing line. Like I was just like, I was all this information was flooding in and the name of the, I was like, you need to create a boutique. It's gotta be called this. It's blah, blah, blah. Like all these things were coming in. So I get, because I can access people, I can like read their energy on like their highest purpose or their highest sort of potential. I can do a lot of like channeling information about ideas. It's like a strategy session. You know what I mean? It's well, I don't know, strategy, but it's just like, there's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. all those things come in. Um, and then obviously if there's human stuff that needs to be worked on during that session, because whenever we try to up level brings up all of our shit. So um, I do those intensives with people as well. Um, my one-to-one coaching practice right now is um, on a wait list. So that will be, so you could always join the wait list on that. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be moving and then I'm launching a mastermind as well, actually. <laughs> so the, the current, yeah, fully lit mastermind. So that's kind of more for when you've done a lot of work with me and you're like, you're, you're sort of like in the process of creating your next um, creative project or whatever it is that you've got going on. It's sort of like a container and a um, place where you can expand and grow really fast. Um, but I'm moving it towards if you do want to work with me, it's got to be sort of within one of these containers because my bandwidth, because I have so many things I'm clear about, I want to create, I want to do um, less of the sort of just one-to-one coaching and more of like trans do this, do this work with me one-on-one with an intensive you want. And then let's like work together. Like all of my signature things right now, all have one-to-ones with me though. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, they all have components. They're not just like group, all group stuff. Like at this point, I'm still doing one-to-ones, like even in my mastermind, there's one-to-ones in there. So you move fast, you move fast in, in my energy. I'm, I, I worked with the Hay House author, uh, Rebecca Campbell, and she was like, you're not like the healer where you heal people. She's like, you're like a, like a, like you get, you're like a fire under people's asses. You get them moving very quickly. This lady? Yes. I know her. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, yes. The Oracle cards. Yes. Um, so she was like, you're just like, you're a, people can't help again, moving in your energy. So I would say that if you want to work with me, you have to be at a point where you're like ready to make changes though. Cause I, I can hold space. Absolutely. Um, which I do, you know, I feel like very well and I hold space for you, but we don't stay in things. Meaning like, you know what I mean? Like if you want to, I don't say want to be a victim forever, but if it's like, you really have to be in this like self-ownership, self-responsibility. Um, we work with shadow. We work with so many different things. Like I hold space for all that, but it's really like, let's transform you. So you are this like self-sovereign, this very strong, powerful, expanded version where you can create whatever you want and with that comes wealth that comes you know like happiness relationships you can navigate through life without being constantly triggered by people you know what i mean it's like there's just this like sense of personal power when you've done that this work um so yeah you can work with me through one of the containers or um but i would just say like you gotta be two feet in (laughs) totally (laughs) you ain't gonna come out the same (laughs) (laughs) in the best way possible I'm very nurturing I'm very nurturing and when I explain concepts I have been told this when I work with you and explain concepts it's done in a very fun way like it's it's done in a way where I'm like how can I take all these principles that can feel very heavy or very overwhelming or even the spiritual principles and make them like digestible for real life like how can we take these things and actually make them relevant to you because I found like I basically teach and have created everything that I wish was out there. 
you know, like I love one-on-one. I also love group, but just group sometimes doesn't work for me. So I like, that's why I created this hybrid. Cause I'm like, I really want people to have accountability. I really want that one-on-one touch point with people. So it's like, I'm still feel really connected with them. It's still important at this time to have, for me to have that touch point. So anyways, I love it. Well, I'll link everything in the show notes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for sharing everything, being super open, honest, vulnerable, all of it. And mm-hmm. for doing the work that you're doing in the world. Like it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's so exciting. I love seeing people transform. Awesome. Okay. Well, we will, um, we'll chat to you later. Okay. okay. Thanks everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please take a minute to give me a review, rate me five stars and subscribe. Also, when you share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me, I'll send you a private link for my 2021 lunar cycle guide that includes journal prompts for each moon phase, monthly affirmations, and the time and date of where the moon is in each zodiac sign. Your moon goddess status is about to go to the next level. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at themodernhustle.ca and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Love you and see you next week. Thank you.